Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. I'm so glad to be with you again in our Victory uh, Weekly podcasts here, and um, I'm just excited to be able to share the things of God with you. I hope things are going well with you and that you're seeking first the kingdom of God. Hey, uh, just a commercial, encourage you to uh, come out if uh, you're in in Raleigh and visit us here at Victory Church. Um, we're doing something different on Sunday mornings. I mentioned that in my podcast the last couple of weeks, but um, it's been really amazing the uh, what, what's happened. We, we've combined our two morning services into one. Yes, it compacts us together a little more, but uh, wow, uh, it does afford time for the Holy Spirit to manifest Himself. So uh, I could say uh, Sunday mornings is not just a service, but an encounter with God. It's really turning out to be that way. I We just have no way of knowing how things are going to go. Uh, I plan and prepare, praise and worship team plans, prepares, we plan, we prepare. One, one thing you can't manufacture and plan into anything is the presence of God. That presence is either here or it isn't. You can't force it. You can't manufacture it. You can ask God to manifest it. And then once you do, you got to do the things that foster the presence of God, which which praise and worship is, he, he inhabits his, the praises of his people. So praise and worship is so important. We, we pray before services, invite you to come out at 8 o'clock and pray with us. In the back room, back, uh, we have a multipurpose room we use for children and youth. In the back, we pray back there. there and uh, uh, Sunday mornings before service at 8, we start service at 9. And I'll tell you, prayer, uh, unity, and, and just a hunger for God as well as just real dynamic worship, will we'll bring God's presence many times into manifestation. So we've been experiencing that since we've started this, and we've just had some amazing times in God. I invite you to come and be part of those meetings. Uh, what, what I know, and let me say this again, the reason that we're doing this, and the reason I believe the Lord laid this on my heart, we, we live in such um, pressurized times just before Jesus returns with so many problematic things happening on every level of life that we just need somewhere somewhere we can go to um, to to be stirred up to receive from the Lord to 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 get full again uh, and to be able to process the challenges that life brings us I feel like perhaps that as we get closer to the time of Jesus returning the rapture that we may just meet more frequently together I don't know yet know what that looks like in a practical way but I just know that we need to get together, we need to get God's presence on us, and uh, we need to pray, and, and we need to worship, and we need to be together. So invite you to come to be, uh, come out to be with us. I want to uh, start a subject. I've shared on this a number of times, I think in my podcast, but I feel like I should do so again, uh, just in the light of the, the challenges that we face in these days. I want to talk to you about 10 reasons every believer uh, should pray in other tongues every day. Uh, yes, I said every believer should pray in other tongues every day. Um, so I want to talk about that. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, at age 17, just three weeks 
just shy of three weeks before my 18th birthday, and began a daily practice since then of praying in the Spirit. I pray in the Spirit every single day. I've got it this morning. We had a really busy day yesterday, services. We had, I had a busy week last week. We had a men's getaway. It was a wonderful time. Uh, but uh, I spent time this morning praying in the Spirit. Was I tired? Yes. I read my Bible first, but then I pray. I pray, in, uh, I pray with my language, which is English, and then I pray in the Spirit or in other tongues. And I just can't tell you what this has done to my life. Uh, uh, it has been such an assist to my personal prayer life and to my personal relationship with Jesus and to keeping me stirred up spiritually and to hearing the voice of God and to being directed by the Holy Spirit that I don't, I would not want to imagine life without being baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues. Can you be a Christian? A good Christian without the baptism with the Holy Spirit, without praying in tongues? Well, the obvious answer is you can be a good Christian, yes. Could you be better with the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the ability to pray in other tongues? I would say unequivocally, yes, you would be a better believer because of what it does. And I want to talk about that. Um, so praying in the Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue, praying in tongues, all are terms to express the outward physical manifestation that comes with the baptism with the Holy Spirit, which is praying in other tongues. So again, uh, if you look through the New Testament, the initial outward sign of the baptism with the Holy Spirit, according to the New Testament, is praying with other tongues, speaking with the unknown tongue. So speaking in an unknown tongue, praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, all synonymous terms. So I'll use those uh, interchangeably as I talk about this. So if you go back to the book of Acts and Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 8 uh, with the Samaritan believers, Acts chapter 10 in a, in a uh, Gentile's house, house Cornelius's house, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. then In Acts 19, in Ephesus, modern-day Turkey, uh, when uh, the Apostle Paul found believers there, and, and they were born again, they, he laid hands on them. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke right out with other tongues. So, And then Acts chapter 9, the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus, um, Jesus appears to him, and then he goes into Damascus and... and um, and a, a disciple named Ananias laid hands on the Apostle Paul. And it's obvious he spoke in tongues when it happened because he says so in 1 Corinthians 14. So, so if you Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 9, Acts 19, every instance in the book of Acts where people were baptized with the Holy Spirit, they spoke with other tongues. This is a devotional gift to be used in our private, personal, devotional lives. It will assist us in our worship of God and it will also enhance our personal prayer life. And so it is of such value, and particularly now, particularly today in the age we're living in, I want to encourage you, take some time. If you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord for the baptism with the Holy Spirit and, 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 with, and for the ability to pray in other tongues. You, what, what's the prerequisite? The only one in Scripture is you've got to be born again. If you're born again, you're a candidate to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit and, uh, and to pray in other tongues and to speak with the unknown tongue. So again, 
I want to begin to talk about, see how far we get today. Uh, I want to talk about the value of praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. Some people, because of the Greek word used for tongues, glossa, lalia, is static utterance. The thing has to do with emotion. Sometimes praying in the Spirit is completely emotionless. So it can produce emotions. It can produce an ecstatic experience, as some say. But it's not in essence that. Uh, it is a spiritual experience. Praying in the Spirit is my spirit aided by the Holy Spirit, talking to God in a language only He understands that literally bypasses the human mind, brain, mind, and goes, and goes to God. And so it is spirit-to-spirit communion with God. Um, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, Who that speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to men, but to God no man understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks uh, mysteries, divine secrets. So we'll examine that verse a little more later. But again, it's talking to God. The question, is there any value? In, in talking to God? The obvious answer is yes. So if I'm praying in tongues and I'm not p- speaking to people, I'm speaking to God, is there any value in talking in praying in tongues? The obvious answer is yes, <laughs> because the inference is you're talking to God from your spirit, and there's value in talking to God. So yes, there is. So let's go back to the book of Genesis for an observation here about Adam and Eve and their original relationship with God. When I think about praying in the spirit, Uh, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it reminds me of this. Adam and Eve, think about it, related spiritually to God before their fall into sin. That is uh, Genesis chapter 3, the the narrative in the Bible is that God would come down in the evening, the cool of the day as the sun was setting, and have fellowship with Adam and Eve. And and of course, the day they sinned, he couldn't find them. Um, And after they fell into their sin, to sin, um, you know, they, they, were, they weren't able to fellowship with him as they did before. So again, bef- after, before Adam and Eve uh, entered into sin, they had a spiritual relationship with God, and they were very, very close to him. And so, and so they are related spiritually to God. I, w- I want you to see what I'm going to say here. After Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, fell into sin, their minds, their emotions, their will, their bodies were elevated to a position above their relationship with God. That is, their human part overtook the spiritual part of them and and began to rule and dominate them. And, And the spiritual nature took a back seat. Now, see, our reasoning rules us. Our minds rule us. Our emotions often rage out of control, and our wills are stubborn in allowing God to live in uh, us to live independently of God. So, again, you know, it's all out of kilter. God designed us to be led by our relationship with Him through life, and our relationship with Him would temper our minds. Would temper our emotions, our relationship with Him would, would keep our bodies in check and in control, and, and our relationship with Him would directly affect our will and the choices that we make. But, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned and, and broke that fellowship with God and ceased to fellowship with Him spiritually from the inside, the exterior person took over, and so they were at a tremendous disadvantage in a darkened, uh, sin-plagued world. Uh, where there were new challenges and dangers. 
And here we are in that world. The really cool thing is that through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we get that fellowship with God. We get that fellowship with God back. With the new birth, our relationship with God is reinstated. With the the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's a heightened awareness of the spiritual life. And so as Adam and Eve before they sinned, had a heightened awareness of their spiritual life and hence fellowship with God. So when we come to Jesus or born again to take the next step or baptized with the Holy Spirit, there's a heightened sense of, of fellowship with God in that. And, and there's a heightened sense of the spiritual life. So, so praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. So, so, so what does it do? It helps elevate our spiritual person above our natural mind, above our emotions, and, and above our wills. And, and I, I just think about this through all these years. I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you've been at our church, Victory Church, any length of time, I, I've been praying in the Spirit since September 12, 1976. That's uh, 43 and a half years ago, a little over. Uh, it's just so transformed my life. It's uh, indescribable, really, to, to talk about all the dimensions of help that I have personally received from the baptism with the Holy Spirit and then that ensuing ability to pray in the Spirit. Um, you know, I can just tell you that when you're being challenged mentally with something that's just happened or you're being challenged emotionally with a relational thing that's going on or, or you're challenged uh, by so many things around you and, and your will's pulling to go this direction or that direction or your physical body's hollering at you um, to do this or that or to break your fellowship with God, uh, there's just nothing like praying in the Spirit that brings the Word of God back to the forefront in our lives, brings our spiritual life back in sync with, with all of us, and, and then resynchronizes, as it were, our fellowship with Jesus. I, I just don't know anything like praying in the Spirit that just can give us a sense of balance, a sense of calm, a sense of rest, a sense of, um, of, um, of closeness with the Lord, really, and, and then an awareness of His presence to the point that uh, many times in, in, in praying in the Spirit, you, you know the next step in whatever you're doing that you need to make. So uh, it's just a really, a, really a, a incredible um, thing to involve your life in, that is in praying in the Spirit. Um, so praying in the Spirit enables us to talk to God from our spirit. It's, it's again our spirit talking to Him, bypassing our mind, completely amazing. One thing, if you look at it this way, um, praying in the Spirit helps unseat, listen to this, unseat the control the mind has over life in general and helps restore the spirit-to-spirit communion with God that was available to us before Adam's sin. So, you know, God has made our minds such that in a subliminal way, our physical brain controls respiration, heartbeat, uh, the organs of our body and how they function and how they respond, all without us thinking about it at all. It's just it just works automatically from our brains and 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 from certain parts of our our brain, and and then our mind uh, is, um, you know, it it has an ability to to focus to, you know, if you're in a noisy environment or a lot of things going on, you can focus on one thing when there's just a crazy amount of activity going on around you. Our minds enable us to focus. There are all kinds of words used to describe this by professional people, and I don't want to use any of those words. I just want you to know that I, I just tell you that the brain is a, a, a magnificent thing that God has, has given us, but the problem with our brain, our physical brain and our mind is it wants to control everything about us, and it wants to 
It wants to tell us everything to do, and that was okay perhaps before we fell into sin, but now that we're selfish human beings with a depraved spiritual nature and we're self-centered in nature, for your mind to be only dominated by your mind can make you a very self-serving, self-seeking, aggrandizing, narcissistic person. And people do that in varying degrees. So, you know, one of the first things that Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, he said, you got to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. He was specifically saying, you can't let your mind tell you what to do all the time. My mind has been accustomed to protecting me. The mind protects us if it perceives fear, if it perceives danger, and it automatically is programmed to move us away from, from hurt and pain. It's the fight and flight mechanisms that you know, have been built into our system, our, our physical person, our brain, our mind. And, uh, and th- those things uh, have a place, no doubt. But you know what? S- sometimes our minds tell us things that aren't true, and our minds misconstrue the facts that are around us because of things that have happened to us in our past, because of experiences that we've gone through. And sometimes our minds have a way of making a mountain out of a molehill. And then our minds think they know the right direction when, when in reality God knows the future and our minds don't. So when you get connected with your spiritual nature, that's where the Holy Spirit dwells as a born-again believer. And when you have an apparatus that is praying in the Spirit that enables us to talk to God from the in, deep, deep inside out, it brings a new dimension to living so that, so that God understands the future in a practical way. We know where we are and what we're dealing with in the present and praying in the Spirit somehow, it's like it amalgamates the present with the future and sets us on a course that helps us map out the will of God for our lives. It's really incredible. I don't want that to sound ethereal, but it is really an amazing, it's an amazing event to be able to pray in the Spirit. So again, uh, praying in the Spirit or in other tongues elevates our spiritual person above our natural person. It elevates the spiritual person of, of above the mind, the emotions, the will, and the body. And uh, I, I just can't tell how many times over the decades of life I've lived now that, you know, I'm just having a hard time. Things are a great challenge. Nothing's going my way. Nothing's going the way I planned it. Uh, everything's wrong. Nothing, nothing seems right. So I get somewhere, wait on the Lord, worship the Lord, sing, and then pray, pray in English, but then say, Lord, I'm just going to pray in the Spirit a while. It's just amazing how many times I have had the peace of God that Colossians 3 says, passes all understanding. Rule my, or, or what is that, Philippians 4? Rule my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. It's just amazing that, there, that God has given us an ability to talk to him on, on a level that just really mellows us out. If we ever needed this, we need it today with all of the crazy things happening in our culture, in the world, with our finances, with relationships, with everything about us. We need this ability to pray in the Spirit and commune with God on a, on a much deeper level. And let me say this again. It's amazing how the baptism with the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues is, is able to help unseat the control, the deep control often that the mind has over life and restore that spirit-to-spirit communion with God. I love education. I think it's great to get as much education as you can. But don't let education alone 
dominate your life. And too many people do that. And they live by their wits. They live by their minds and not their spirits. And God designed that we live a spiritually intuitive life. And that comes with the new birth. And that is enhanced with the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the ensuing ability to pray in other tongues. Another thing, as I come to a conclusion today, is that uh, praying in, in the Spirit uh, just has a way of reconnecting, reassessing, and, um, and, and refocusing life. And, you know, we don't live beyond our words. Death and life, Proverbs 18, 21 says, are in the power of the tongue. And, you know, the, uh, the practical half-brother of Jesus, James, was very clear that, um, that just like a, a bit in the mouth of a horse controls his body, James 3, and the rudder in a ship controls the direction of a ship in the water, in, in water, uh, so the tongue controls our life. We never live beyond our words. Think of, think of it in the context, okay, so when you come to Jesus and then go to the next step, and receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit indwells you. And then with a baptism with the Holy Spirit, He empowers you. And then with a baptism with the Holy Spirit, you willingly yield your tongue, which death and life are the power. Uh, it has the power of life and death. <laughs> and the tongue, which you don't live past, our words fix landmarks in our lives. You get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, suddenly you're able to pray in the Spirit what in essence is going on? God's, God's saying, come here and let me show you how to live. Come and let me guide your life. Come and let me help you do the impossible. Come and help me guide you through a, a challenging period of time. And y'all, if we ever, ever needed that, we need it today. So again, God taps into our faculty of speech with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it helps guide and direct life as we learn to pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit on a regular basis helps us keep spiritual things first place. Place Now listen, you know, listen, I, I've been in this a long time, and I've seen people who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the new birth, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and did nothing with it and just left it alone. It did not benefit them. So when I'm saying all this, it behooves me to say that you know, walking with God means and, and walking in the light of the baptism of the Holy Spirit means that you don't just ex receive this experience and set it aside. you got to do something with it or it won't benefit you. This has been such a benefit to me. My encouragement in talking about this is to move you into a lifestyle where you pray in the Spirit every single day. So I'm going to spend, I'm going to start next time, and I want to talk about the reasons you should pray in the Spirit. And i got a book coming out on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the ensuing ability to pray in tongues. I've just about got it finished. I need to complete, then I'll publish it. But uh, I, I want to talk about this today because it's so important. And with the challenges we face today and the unknowns that we face today, boy, we really, 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 really need to uh, uh, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit every day. Because as we'll get into this and see, you, you will uh, tap into the purpose, mind, and will of God for so many areas of life as you pray in the Spirit. And listen to this praying in the Spirit. There's an intu intuition to it that is uncanny. You just have an inward knowing about certain things that you need to know about. And there's an inward impression that comes with that. So the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the ability to pray in the Spirit 
I tell you, I, I don't know what would replace that in life. I don't know there any is th- that there is anything that can replace the ability to pray in the Spirit with a baptism with the Holy Spirit. So it's a flowing stream that should never dry up in our life, one older Bible expositor said. And, you know, it enriches us spiritually. It edifies us. It brings us close to the Lord, helps us pray, Romans 8, 26, 27. It's the perfect way to pray. It's praying the perfect will of God. We'll get into all of that. Then you're also praying out mysteries and secrets about the future when you're praying in the Spirit. It is an incredible dynamic uh, to the Christian life. And I want to encourage you, if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And go back to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and look at that. Go back to Acts chapter 1, the first uh, 10 verses or so, and look at what Jesus commanded the disciples to do, not to leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Friends, there is so much there that uh, I I think you're, you're more vulnerable without the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the ensuing ability to pray in tongues. Uh, this is a, a, a it is a part of uh, the life of a believer that can so enhance and make intuitive um, our inner parts to God that I would behoove you to ask for it. Maybe you've never asked for it. Maybe you still don't understand it. Go to the book of Acts, read about it, ask questions about it. Hey, you can te- email me, Mitch. Dot Horton at VictoryChurchRaleigh.com. I'd love to talk to you. Or pastor at VictoryChurchRaleigh.com. Ask questions. Friends, you need this experience. It'll change your life. If you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, my encouragement as I conclude, take some time every day to pray in the Spirit or in other tongues. I started out taking, you know, just a couple of minutes, two or three or four minutes a day praying in the Spirit when I got up. Uh, on my way to work, start my day, and uh, that's translated into I generally, and it took a long time, you know, I started praying four minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20, all the way up. I I usually try to pray at least an hour a day in other tongues. I I do it while I'm driving. I do it while I'm doing other things essential for living that day. And, and, uh, And then I just take some time where I get my mind quiet and get my body quiet. And I just take some time and wait on the Lord and pray in the Spirit. I just can't tell you, I've received so much from the Lord. As we get into this, I'll, I'll share all kinds of things with you that the Lord has done in my life with the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the ensuing ability to pray in the Spirit. So we're in an era of time right now. It's really crucial to meet with God, to hear His voice, and to have some practical wisdom as to direction. The baptism with the Holy Spirit, the ability to pray in the Spirit will do that for you. So, so ask and seek and knock and, and then go act on what you have. You're a baptized in the Holy Spirit believer. Act on that experience. Lord, minister life to every person that is listening now. And may we walk in the light of these wonderful experiences you've given us with the baptism with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. God bless you. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love 
to hear from you. Go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.